0: you for tuning into the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson and I am your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. Thank you all for tuning into the Metal Forge. My name is Mark Jackson and I am your host. I am coming to you from the new Metal Forge Studio. I'm going to be posting some pics on the Instagram and so on and so forth on the Facebook page and all that cool shit. So as I am transitioning the shows to the new studio here, I know next week's episode, it was pre-recorded last week, so it's going to have a little bit of a different sound on it. Uh, I know I'm getting a little bit of echo here and I'm rectifying that situation as, as we go forward. So cool stuff. Hope y'all are doing well. Uh, The move has been great. It's taken place over the last month. It's been a lot going on. We've just got, uh, we painted the new studio, the red and the black. I'm going to be posting, like I said, I'm going to be posting some pictures. So by the time you hear this, you should be able to see some some new cool stuff. You'll get to see both the base rigs. You'll get to see the new Metal Forge desk. And I'm going to be starting to do some more live videos here in the Metal Forge. You know, not necessarily with guests. Just stuff to keep you guys uh, in post, you know? Just keep you all posted, see what's up, so on and so forth. But today, oh my gosh, I, where where have I been? You know, I've got Lisa Mann from White Crone here in, in the studio, and we're going to be talking about uh, her new single that's coming out, Stargazer. You know, the Dio cover. It's super rad. I think you're going to enjoy it because you're going to get to hear it today. Uh, other than that, you know, fuck. It's, it's just been a cool deal. Uh, starting next week, I'm going to try getting back to the questions of the week, the Metal Forge questions of the week. You know, uh, I missed a week, and the question that I put out, a lot of people really didn't get. So that's cool. We're gonna we're gonna revamp the situation, the the way I'm doing it, and we're gonna go from there. Down below, there are links to the sponsors, and without you guys supporting them, they can't support the Metal Forge either. And I am so grateful that you all do help these businesses. Whether you're listening to their podcast, you're buying instruments from them, you're going and getting tattoos, you're going to the Discogs page. Thank you all so much. And continue to please support all of these guys. You know, Ageless Art Tattoo and Piercing, Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, Better Days Records, Unchained Tapes, Mercenary Press, The Wrestling Steve Show, The Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast, The It's Gonna Get Weird Podcast. Keep Supporting those guys because every bit helps us at the Metal Forge and it helps them too. Y'all are fucking awesome. Thank you so much. Also, making sure you all uh, click on the Spotify playlist as well. You get to hear all of the previous uh, bands that have been on the show, and you'll be supporting those people as well too. Thank you all. But anyways, I'm yakking here as uh, Marty DeBergi would say. And let's get into some White Crone here. This is off the album, The Poisoner, which came out in February of 2020. This is the title track, The Poisoner. Metalheads, I'm being joined on the line right now from Portland with Miss Lisa Mann from White Crone. Lisa, how are you?
2: I'm doing all right.
0: How are you? I am splendid. Uh, The weather has gotten super hot here again this week. We had like three days of reprieve, and then now it's just all over the place yet again. Yep. (laughs) Same thing here. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I talked to a lot of bands from the Portland area uh, over the last few months. I have it seems like Ural's weather just kind of it doesn't get too ridiculously hot, but there's like no humidity
2: normally. But we had a few days of 114 degree weather, so that was pretty bizarre. We had a really bad heat wave, and they said that the sea the sea life was like cooking in the sea and stuff. And it's crazy. It was crazy. That's over. Thinking yeah. is we're back to like eighty five I'm like never thought I'd be happy to see Portland be eighty five degrees but
0: <laughs> <laughs> right but but you get a couple of those Arizona days and you're just like, no, I don't want this
2: new no, no Death Valley weather, please oh Thank hell no
0: you. I mean if I wanted that weather, I would definitely move there because uh-huh. you know it seems like a nice retirement destination. you have no neighbors and nobody gives you any shit <laughs> <laughs> so white crone. You came out with an album last year called The Poisoner. Yes. Tell the Metal Forge listeners out there, how did White Crone come about? Because you've been a musician for quite some time, but you've done other things. You've done some blues things. You've done other stuff, but now into the metal scene.
2: Well, I got my start. I mean, I started playing bass when I was 11 years old. I was plunking out parts on my mom's acoustic guitar and decided one day, I need to go buy myself a bass. So I found this uh, bass used at a pawn shop and I saved my lunch money to buy it. Yeah, I started playing along with like Cream and Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. And, and Black Sabbath and Deep Purple was a big influence. And then I started getting into heavy metal. You know, I play and sing along. Somebody turned me on to Iron Maiden. and It was like, damn, that's, that's the stuff right here and got into Ozzy. So I was an early metalhead for sure. I always loved it and listened to it, but I I started working as a musician when I was 19 years old, and I started working in top 40, top 40 rock, dance music, just anything. I've I've been in an Irish band, a reggae band, you name it, but I got into the blues after a while here in Portland, because I worked as a, in a rock band in Seattle for a while then moved back down. And blues is big in Portland. So I started working as a blues musician. And all those licks that I had learned playing along with Cream and Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin, it was like, oh, OK, so this is where that came from. You know what I mean? Right. So I really found my home in blues for the longest time. You know, and that's why I say a lot of my references are pretty old. They're old school. I call myself the unfrozen cavewoman of metal. That's me. Because <laughs> the whole 90s and all that Pantera era and stuff like that, I kind of missed that. I wasn't in, into the new music at the time. But I was inspired to write The Poisoner uh, after I started uh, I, I'm a member of the Recording Academy. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that or not, but I'm a member of the Recording Academy. I vote in the Grammys. And one of the categories I vote in is best metal performance. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, shit on Ghost. But I heard Ghost for the first time. I heard Cerise. And I was like, wow, this is weird, man. This is really different. And and I started getting into Ghost and see, wow, there's songwriting. So okay, you can do songwriting and metal at the same time, just like you're used to back in the day. Right. And I just started becoming. I started hearing melodies. I did. They, they just came out. I'm driving. I'm washing my hair, and I'm hearing melodies. And I have to jump out of the shower and sing it into my phone. Pretty soon, I'm 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 doing pre-production, and full songs are are building up. So that's the origin. It just started coming out.
0: Definitely <laughs> it just oo-
2: oozed
0: well, out. And you brought up Ghost, which I. It's always been an interesting band to me because they have that, that old school feeling to them. That, yeah. that almost you want to equate them with that new wave of traditional heavy metal band. Yeah. Like that current thing that's going on right now, especially in Portland has that scene really big.
2: Oh yeah. Man, they just, they live to confound people. I'm telling you. Definitely. And I found that fun too, because when I was a kid in the seventies, I was a big kiss fan. Right. So that whole mystery of like people who don't, they don't know who they are. You know what I mean? All that mystery. Absolutely. I I found that really freaking cool too. Right. And as we've talked about on
0: the show many times with many different guests, the kiss thing with the makeup, because they didn't want it to bleed into their, with the crazy antics and stuff that they were doing on stage, they didn't want it to bleed into their. Uh, personal lives yeah you know because you know doing that stuff they lose their jobs and stuff like that but guar on the other hand which was super interesting to me is dave brocky had the idea to say you know what what if we made characters made these crazy alien characters so if anybody ever wanted to leave we could just hire somebody else to play that character or yeah. if we had kids and saying like well i want to not do this anymore that our kids could take over and the band uh-huh. would essentially live forever yeah, that's cool. That's right. And that's that's a great a great thing to have. And I think yeah. with KISS these days, it's almost become that.
2: <laughs> well, Gene Simmons says he wants it to be like that.
0: Right. Uh which is I, I don't know if I could see I don't know if I could see Nick doing it though.
2: Yeah, that would be weird. He's I mean, a good singer though, but yeah.
0: Right, I don't right. I'll so, see him
2: down around in the boots and spit fire. <laughs>
0: I think Sophie would probably do that more than Nick would.
2: Nah, that, <laughs> I would so go for that. I would pay
0: to see that as well, for sure. <laughs> oh
2: yeah, full price.
0: So I'm looking here on the Bandcamp page of, for The Poisoner, and yeah. I see something that really stands out to me, and I'm just kind of like, wow, that's pretty damn cool. Vinny Apicey is on drums on a track on the album.
2: Yes. Yeah, so- Vinny, uh, yeah Vinny worked with me on a track. On one of my blues albums, I had written a track that really has this kind of like a, like a work line feel, like working on the railroad kind of, yeah. And I was like, I really hear Vinnie Apathy on this track. So I thought to myself, okay, I know a drummer who could probably fake his way through a Vinnie Apathy kind of, kind of play it like he would. But then I thought, you know what? I want the real thing. So you know what I did? I cold called him. I found him on the internet, and I just <laughs> sent him a message. I, fi- I tracked down his email. I would love you to play on it, and uh, he he sent. I, I sent him a I sent him a track that sounded similar in style, and I said, "I got it. Tr- would you be interested?" And he said, "Absolutely." And then he sent me to his manager. And, you know, we negotiated a price, and then he just. I sent him files. He sent me files back. So we had established this relationship before with my blues project. Uh, it's a blues rock song, uh, called judge a man forever. And, uh, that's on my hard times, bad decisions, CD under the name Lisa man. So when I started writing this stuff, uh, there's a guy named Larry London. I did all, almost all the guitars. I did the bass and the vocals on the poisoner, uh, and I, and I wrote the drums really badly, but I got Larry London to actually play them properly. He's a, he's a drummer in Salem, Oregon. He fantastic. He's fantastic as a t- teacher. But there was one song, man, that just had like, it was like freaking 58 beats per minute or something, man. It was really slow. And it was just like, Oh, this is crying out for Vinny. So I asked him if he would be on that song too. And, uh, it turned out great. It's a song about zombies. Lovely, lovely little track
0: definitely and which is called under hag stones correct
2: that's right under hag stones about an ancient zombie curse which is like a typical kind of white chrome topic
0: definitely (laughs) and The bass tone, and I know you're primarily a bass player, as you said earlier. The bass tone on this album, because I'm a bass player as well, is super heavy, and I I love it because it has such a a callback sound to like a lot of like the Gene Simmons like heaviness, but it's not that; it's different. It it's your own style, which. In this day and age in metal you've heard so many different things. You've heard yeah. the Lemmy's, the Jason Newsteads, and going into the rock vein or like prog rock, you've heard like people like Chris Squire and and Getty mm-hmm. Lee, and this amalgamation happens for most musicians as it is. Yes. But this is something completely different. You get all of the heaviness in a new in a new format, I guess.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you very much. You know, it, this is my uh it's my Tobias Killer B this is uh, nice. uh the first year of uh, Gibson after Gibson bought Tobias and they ca- they drove it into the ground but Michael Tobias is still making basses. he was still on the scene there and so it's this bass that i've that i've recorded just about everything i used an 8 string bass on the track broken but it's this this bass You know, it's got a really punchy mid-range. Yeah. And I just love, I mean, I hear a lot of modern metal and, you know, no offense, but it's like thickener. It's like cornstarch. It's just there to, like, thicken up the guitars. And if you heard it by itself, it just, you know what I mean? No, you're right. I I want to hear the bass, man. I want it like Iron Maiden. Like you mentioned, Chris Squire, how that bass tone just cut through everything.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, I love
2: it. And
0: again, it, it, it's gotta do with the the equipment used as well, but the technical ability as well. And Well, thank you. For sure. And with people like Chris Squire, you know, it's that Rick sound. And it's oh, yeah. just that you could say that's a Rick. You could have your
2: eyes closed, hear yeah. it,
0: and be like, That's a Rick.
2: <laughs> yeah. And there's I'll- a few basses like that. Oh, for you sure. You know, there's My bass isn't like that. I call this bass tofu.
0: Again, like what I was saying, the bass is just super cool on it. I I dig it. It's anybody who's a bass fan out there is really gonna love it because it's got that distortion and it's
3: ah, it's that dirtiness. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. all with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, this is Frank Green from the It's Gonna Get Weird podcast, a podcast I host with Scott Clark.
0: You're going to get everything you need on the podcast. Lots of laughs, lots of music. Some sports and maybe some inappropriate shit. Usually that's Scott's book. Check it out. It's going to get weird. Apple
3: Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and everywhere you get your podcasts online. It's going to get weird.
1: I'm going to put my foot right in your ass. Oh! Hey! Oh!
0: The album came out in February of 2020. Yep. And... Obviously, you're doing pretty much everything on the album, uh, minus drums, as you said. So, is this something that is going to ever actually be with, t- with things coming up from being reopened? Are you planning to do shows with this as well?
2: You know, I have not planned to do shows with this. I've actually planned on this being a recording project. Okay. You know, uh, I've made the Poisoner in my spare time. You know, I had gigs going on. I had family stuff going on. And my husband's a touring musician. He's a bass player as well. Plays with a soul artist named Sugar Ray Rayford. And he'd be gone for months at a time. And I'd just be hacking away on my Samplitude program, you know, like tracking dual guitar leads and shit, you know? (laughs) Right, right. So so I just kind of made it in my spare time. And I think that's probably what I'm going to do for the next album. That's what I did with the new single, uh, Stargazer. We all just tracked it at home. So I've got a new single coming out, uh, Stargazer. It's a copy of the Rainbow Song. And we all, you know, tracked Vinnie Apices on it. Alistair Green is a, a rock blues guy who's uh, won a lot of awards and stuff. And a dear friend that I was in a band when I was like 16 years old, Eric Lawrence, uh, he plays keys on it. And uh, yeah, so I, I don't have plans to tour. If enough people ask for it, maybe I will end up doing that. You know what I'm saying? But but right now I've also joined a band called Splintered Throne. So there's an existing band, Splintered Throne, their lead singer Split in 2019, So I joined that band, but we've been delayed and delayed and delayed. But uh, in the meantime, we've been really working up some killer songs. So we're going to get in the studio very soon and crank out a new album. Definitely. And that will perform live.
0: Absolutely. And is there coming a follow-up to The Poisoner as well?
2: Well, I have songs. I have I have the skeletons of the songs anyway about 5 songs. I just need to flesh them out. And the ideas that I'm getting, I don't know if my my uh, puny guitar playing is up to the task. So I may have to enlist a real guitar player to help me execute the next album. You know, I'm just, gonna, I'm just going to I'm just going to hack away at it. I don't have as much spare time as I used to.
0: Definitely. And especially with things being reopened, it is definitely yeah. a lot harder to, if you are a, a working musician, you know, yeah. it is very hard to, to donate time to something that, you know, is a passion project, you know, Yeah. know, even though, you know, there are a lot, there are a ton of passion projects out there that are so amazing. Sometimes they're better than the person's regular day gig. <laughs> which is the which is which is bad to say sometimes because it's just like man i really wish you were doing this (laughs) but
2: well a lot of musicians you know if you're a side man too i mean i'm a band leader but I, i i also know some guys who they're side men in other people's bands and they need to have their own personal expression uh the guitar player in my blues band jason thomas He's been recording his own songs. He's got his own kind of outlaw country thing going on. Okay. And uh, his songs kick ass and they're funny as hell. And uh, yeah, it just allows him that expression rather than, I got to play Lisa's songs all the time.
0: Well, that's so interesting that you bring this up because I think there's a lot of people out there, musicians in particular, of course, because that's what we're talking about. There are a lot of musicians mm-hmm. out there who they play in a band. It's not their band. It's yeah. It's the band I am in as opposed to my band, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a, I get it. I've been in the situation where I can say my band, you know, my band is this, or I've been in that situation where I've say the band I play in is this. <laughs>
4: yeah. And,
0: yeah. And that expression totally means the world. Of difference. I mean, it honestly, if you're, mm. it's, it's a thing of, yeah, you got to pay the bills. You know, you also have to have that expression, that, um, gratification that comes with the expression to, you know, to oh, get yeah, that absolutely. shit out.
2: Yep. And you can turn your bass up as loud as you want. Exactly. And that's what it's all about right there.
0: <laughs> Cranking crank the volume. Cranking the volume. <laughs> so Stargazer comes out today. It's July the 9th.
2: What made you want to do Stargazer? I just love that song. I love singing that song. It's totally self-indulgent. I've actually gotten a lot of uh, comments like, how dare you? What? How dare you sing this song? You know what I mean? Like it's sacred. And who thinks that they could do as good as Ronnie James Dio? And I don't think I could sing it as good as Ronnie James Dio. I just love that freaking song. And I wanted to do it. It was just like wanting to come out of me. And, uh, I was looking for something because, uh, working on a new full album is such a long time consuming process. I was like, I need to put out a single. And I thought, well, I've got this, I've got this, uh, doomy song on the side that Vinnie tracked that I could record as a single. But I said, I want something that's really like something that really grab people. And, and then, I don't know. I just heard Stargazer like on liquid metal or something. I heard it on the radio and I was just like, I want, that's what I want to do. And so I called, I asked Vinny up. I've asked Vinny again, if he would track it. And basically I didn't have any scratch tracks or anything. He just tracked to cozy pals parts. He just basically tracked to the original track. So it's really pretty the same, except he went even further and he played these incredible fills at the end. When when the song had ended. And so I was like, that's why this version of this song is longer and even right. more self-indulgent than the original song because there was no way I was leaving those badass fills on the cutting room floor. No. And so I was like, okay, let's just play it all the way out. And It's got a little outro too. So it's nine minutes long. I hope people uh, can hold their attention for nine minutes in this modern day and age and right. take a listen to it. <laughs> But I'm really proud of it. I think it turned out really killer. And, and Alistair Green played slide guitar. He's just, I knew he was the guy. He and I had been talking. That's another thing. Alistair Green and I are friends. Alistair's got his own rock blues thing. It's been nominated for Blues Music Awards and such. He, he also played with my husband in Sugar Ray Rayford's band. And we got to know each other. We were tooling around Europe. And we got to know each other. And he loves metal. He loves hard rock, heavy metal. We are like, dude, we got to do something. <laughs> and so this was the thing. I was like, this is the guy to do Richie Blackmore. Yeah. And I think he nailed it.
0: Definitely. And you're going to get to hear that here in just a little bit, because we're going to play it on the way out today. And Woo! yeah, uh, again, hopefully, hopefully everybody can stick around for the whole thing. I hope so. That's right. If not, come back and listen to it a second time.
2: <laughs> That's right. We got to have an attention span, y'all. Well, and that seems to be,
0: I, I I see exactly what you say with that, because metal for so long, you know, you had stuff like Maiden who was doing eight and nine minute yeah. songs back in the day. And then all of a sudden the, the radio thing came about, most metal bands, and they were doing the... They couldn't get it under the th- under the f- three to four minute mark, so they were still doing them in four to five, but you know as things have got have progressed, especially like with Metallica and so on and so forth, once they realize it's like, hey, we don't have to do this anymore. we can write eleven minute songs again that's right, and why not you know why not if you can keep everybody interested why not
2: keep them interested you know why
0: don't you try to do it at least i get it for
2: sure those are the songs people end up talking about too like on the poisoner uh 18 rabbit the final song that's that's over seven minutes long so that's kind of rhyming the ancient mariner territory yeah you know but it's those songs that people end up talking about you know it's like who doesn't love rhyming the ancient mariner oh absolutely you know I... And 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 hopefully, 18 Rabbit." Is, I can't compare that to rhyme or anything, but I've gotten a lot of good comments about it, and people people really enjoy it, and they want to hear something that goes somewhere and tells a story. It's a story song; it goes a lot of different places, and that's what I love about metal fans: is they still love that that album experience. Oh, you know what very I'm talking much. about?
0: Yeah, very much. They still much.
2: love that album experience.
0: Yeah and 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 it just this doesn't have to be that whole it's every aspect of the album experience. It's you know picking up a a twelve inch vinyl and looking at the yeah. artwork and you yeah. know listening to track after track after track and yeah, the seven and eight and nine minute songs, the storied songs like that are still a forefront in in metal these days, I think, yeah. bigcartel.com Hey, are you all in a band? Do you need merch for shows? By now I'm sure you've seen all the metal forge patches that are available along with many more. Well, the printer I use for those is UKR Patcher. Check them out on Facebook and Etsy. They do awesome custom work and for extremely affordable prices for any band budget. Check them out at UKR Patcher on Facebook and Etsy. <laughs> Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. I want to get into some general profile questions about Lisa here. These are... are, Some of these are uh, listeners submitted. Some of them I've come up with Mm -hmm. over the last year Mm -hmm. of doing the show here in the podcast Mm -hmm. form. Because... You know, we're all people. We're all in it together. We all, you know, metal, and just music in general is a common ground for so many people.
2: That's right.
0: So from like, all walks of life. Definitely. So I like to ma- I like to understand what makes people tick. I guess. Uh, okay. What was your favorite TV show growing up?
2: Oh my gosh, my favorite! Oh, I loved so many of them. Oh my gosh. I'm going to date myself if I tell you this stuff. (laughs) I loved Gilligan's Island. I loved Laverne and Shirley. Okay. I loved, you know what I really loved? Perry Mason. Definitely. That was in syndication by that time.
0: Yeah. Yes, definitely.
2: Like I said, I'm the unfrozen cave woman. Hey. Of metal. So my references are really freaking old. Not
0: at, hey, it's totally cool here at the Metal Forge with that because, I love Perry Mason. Uh, Me TV. I don't know if you get it out there, but uh, ten o'clock and midnight, they show reruns of Perry Mason. And I'm just like, yes, uh-huh. yes, it's Perry Mason. Although you
2: know what, I have to change my answer though. Oh, I can't believe I didn't say Star Trek right away.
0: Ah, yeah, the, the Star
2: I- Trek. I'm a total Star Trek fiend, but I later I became like the next generation fiend. Definitely, I could, yeah. I could get
0: that because they're both good. Uh, sabbath or zeppelin (laughs) sabbath understandable uh what band do you like that none of your friends like
2: wow none of my friends like well they they think it's interesting at least i would say bachushka okay bachushka bands like bachushka uh car bomb uh drainbow i love you nick sarcophagus I love you, man. Drainbow. Just really crazy stuff, man. Right on. It's I, really intense.
0: I will have to look these up because I'm yeah, not I'm but, not familiar with. So I will definitely have to look these up.
2: Yeah, so I love Dimu Borgir. Okay. Yeah, I, I love stuff that's really crazy and over the top and, and indulgent. And uh and but most of my friends, they don't. They really don't they don't want to listen to it. They're like, put on some maiden or priest or put on some Jimmy Reed some blues or something, please. Right on. Yeah. Brain massage.
0: More mainstream or more low key. Exactly. I get it. But
2: Yushka is the deep end. Definitely. Right on.
0: (laughs) Uh, what food can you not stand?
2: What food can I not stand? There's so many foods I can't eat because I have dietary problems. But something mm. I can't say. Oh, you know what? Sea urchin. Mm. Ew. Yeah. yeah. Sea urchin sushi. Bleah! It's <laughs> like eating a brain, man. It's gross.
0: No, nah, I, I can't. A
2: like fishy brain. You can't do that. Anymore.
0: No, I can't do certain things like that either. Like, I am not a fan of calamari or anything like that. Uh, Just, I don't. It's like the rubbery. No,
2: I yeah. so I'm just like, no. Nah, I'm, I'm
0: good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what is something you've always wanted to do, but you're not coordinated enough to do?
2: Play play the drums on an album. <laughs> yes. I kind of knew that was where it was the answer go. to that. Because I faced much frustration with that. <laughs> I know what's going on. That's a thing, man, when it comes to heavy metal drums. I've been listening to this music long enough and I'm a bass player and I understand. I used to be a drum tech for Drummer in My Band, but uh, I just don't have the coordination. Man. I,
0: I can relate. I can look at a nice drum set, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> I get you on that. And at least you did, you know, you're professional enough that you at least went out. And got people who could do it, as opposed to yes. learning to program drums. And there are yeah, so many no, things out there. No, I have there. no
2: interest in that sound. No, I really wanted the real, the real sound. And so I got an electronic kit and just hacked it out, hacked it out. And so they could get the idea. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. But they're embarrassing. I,
0: I, I could understand. We'll have to get some outtakes. <laughs> and, 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 and and we'll maybe do a special edition, like a behind the scenes of The Poisoner and we'll have
2: yeah. expanded edition. <laughs> Raining fish on the drums. <laughs> uh,
0: so metalheads and musicians in general are pretty eclectic people. We mm. collect a lot of things, whether it be things from our personal tours and life, you know, just things in general. What do you collect?
2: What do I collect? Well, I collect lanyards. I keep the lanyards. I can. You know, and uh, you know, swag. I collect uh, when I go to England, Europe. I collect um, what do you call them? The the under your for your beer the coasters. coasters, Yeah, I collect the coasters. So I, you know, I don't. I don't collect a whole lot of stuff. I do that. Yeah, there you go. (laughs)
0: There you go. I,
2: that's
0: what I do. I put uh, with coasters. You know, I I collect those as well, and I will uh, mod podge them so they'll be sealed yeah. and the paper coasters, so I can keep reusing them. And it, like if my friends' bands put some out, that, yeah. that that's what I do. So yeah, I could get uh, behind that's that. Smart. Yep, I get behind that. So yeah. What song do you listen to before every show you play?
2: You know, there really isn't one. If I really want to get, like, my energy up, uh, I'll put on some old Slayer.
0: Nice.
2: You know, like, like if I'm feeling, like, and like low And that's for the energy. blues shows. <laughs> no, even, <laughs> well, what's funny is, is my blues guys, you know, the drummer and guitar player, they both love metal. And we're, like, driving across the Midwest going to, you know, the blues festival. And we're cranking Avatar and... Slayer, and Maiden, and you know,
4: <laughs> right? But yeah,
2: I guess I guess sometimes if I don't feel like I have energy for the gig, if I just play, you know, like something off, uh, gosh, even Show No Mercy, go back and really old greasy stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. That'll just
2: get me going, you know. Right on.
0: I can I can dig it. What is your most unpopular music opinion? Probably that I love Ghost. <laughs>
2: I mean, it seems to be really unpopular, but you know what? Like the songwriter types that I know, even those that don't like ghost, they appreciate ghost at least. Right. Because, because to me, ghost is all about songwriting and, it, and it's about zero F's given. I don't know if I can say F on absolutely. Myself.
0: It's a podcast. Okay.
2: Zero fucks given. And that's what I loved about this guy, Tobias is he's a, he does not give a fuck. If he wants to put like a circus-sounding thing in there, or you know, a a waltz, if he wants to play disco in his metal, he's going to do it, right? And it's going to be artfully done, and the arrangements are going to be interesting. So arranging is really fascinating to me. So I think go. I mean, I get you know, hey, you like this it's metal. I was like, I don't care if they're non-metal; they're metal adjacent. And they're great. And the guy is a great songwriter and he works with other great songwriters. So that's probably, that's probably.
0: I'll agree with you on that because that is, that is a very unpopular metal opinion in these, this day and age. That's like, ghost is like the equivalent to the sword.
2: The sword, yeah.
0: Yeah. And the sword can be brutally heavy at times, but don't get classified as metal really and yeah so i can uh, I can agree with you a hundred per cent on that, yeah, what is your biggest pet peeve
2: uncooperative food mm. <laughs> okay unqu- Unco- why aren't you cooked yet?
0: oh yeah, why won't
2: you chop like this? Why is this boiling over whatever It's like the food when I'm cooking. I swear to God, that's my <laughs> you need to cooperate. Right. It's
0: it's like, get yeah. in and also, get it done.
2: Okay. Also, broken eyeliner. Okay. okay. Broken eyeliner, too. That's another big pet peeve.
0: <laughs> like, actually <laughs> well, on the eye or the pencil? When you're, it's... like,
2: putting it on and it Uh-oh. goes clunk and it breaks off.
0: All right. I could get that. <laughs> <laughs> what is the worst album by your favorite band?
2: Oh, gosh. Well, you know, it's like, I'd say Iron Maiden's probably my favorite band. And, you know, I wouldn't know what would be their worst album. There are a couple but, of albums.
0: But for your opinion of it, what would be? That the-
2: I don't really listen to.
0: I bet I, just I can name really them. I don't really listen
2: to that much. Maybe one of those Blaze Bailey <laughs> records or something. You know? How
0: did I know it was going to be? the blaze bailey albums
2: although man that 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 one song though uh what is it the the clansman the clansman that's a great song oh absolutely he the hell out of that song and
0: you know it's so interesting that you bring that up because last week i was talking with uh kevin patterson from Hatriot, and we were talking about May's oh, yeah. last tour and it was so cool because they did stuff. That was the legacy of the beast tour. They yeah. did stuff from pretty much every era for them. They did. And they, and they did the Klansmen on that tour. And I was like, Oh my gosh, Bruce, is, that was really
2: awesome. Bruce is singing fucking
0: blaze Bailey here. And yeah. it was so good. So good. And it was very good.
2: But like I said, I can't tell which one of those albums that I haven't really listened that much to, is the one that's my least favorite. I think it's all good.
0: Right. But it's a you different know? era for them. It, yeah. It, it's no different. And, you know, love him as well. Uh, Ripper Owens. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's almost no different than the Ripper Owens era for Judas Priest.
2: Yeah. And I thought that was good shit. Absolutely. It is, I thought it was it's, heavy stuff. It's But it's different. Priest. Travis, but it's just different. Yeah. It's just different. Which is totally yeah. cool. Yeah.
0: Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to The Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show, and I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok.
2: Pro-wrestling!
3: Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson.
0: We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've
2: got keyboards!
0: What album is an absolute playthrough.
2: I think there's a few. Ghost Meliora. Right on. Absolutely. Playthrough, front to back. Um, Let's see. Avatar. uh, Feathers and Flesh. I'm a huge fan of that record. I've listened to that album, front to back, and I don't skip any songs. It really goes a lot of different places. It's it's a, a concept album. You know, Dark Side of the Moon those those out al- those albums were you just listened to the whole album. Oh, definitely. Uh, uh, which <laughs> I'm trying to think of a Sl- There's a Slayer album. Why can- I'm I'm drawing a blank today on Slayer albums. Dope. What was that really short one?
0: Rain and blood is really short.
2: Rain and blood. That's the one. I mean, it's, it's rain a- and blood.
0: It's only like 32 minutes or something like that.
2: That's the one. Rain and blood. <laughs> Slayer. Rain and blood. That is an album. That when I listen to it, I listen to it front to back. It's right. a pill you swallow home.
0: Definitely. I'll I'll go with that one too. I, I definitely because it is a just a one trip album, you can just yeah. put it in if you've got a half hour drive somewhere, bam. And yeah. it's there and it's done by the time you get there. And yeah. especially, you know, in the Midwest, you definitely know that everything is at least a half an hour away from you. <laughs> yeah. What advice would you give your younger self?
2: Ooh, no boys. (laughs) That's what I would do. Play your bass and stop playing around with the boys. Right. Because I wasted a lot of time. And a lot of young women, they do. They waste a lot of time with, does he like me? And did he call me? And maybe I'll go over there. And maybe he'll go out with me. And wait, he's going out with her. And, you know. I wasted a lot of time with relationships that weren't really going to last and they weren't really going to go anywhere, you know, instead of, you know, play your bass, you dummy. Definitely. You know, so I did play my bass a lot. I did when I was a teenager, especially I did. I played my bass a lot, but I think, you know, maybe I don't know. Could I have been tall Wilkenfeld by now if I wasn't just, oh, is he going to call me? Right. You know? and, and I think
0: that's a lot of musicians, honestly. Uh, yeah. Male yeah. and female, honestly.
2: Yeah. You know, drama. No drama. That yeah. would be the main thing. Definitely. Stay away from the drama. Just sit downstairs. My buddy, Madi Farjami, he's this Iranian kid that came, you know, escaped the Iranian revolution. And he was a friend of him. He actually played a couple of solos on The Poisoner. That kid stayed at home and he played his freaking guitar and he would come to parties. If you invited him to a party, he'd bring his guitar and he just played guitar.
0: And I think that's where it has to be. You know, it's the, the people, the people that are out there today, it's because they spent so many years. That's right. Just sitting there focusing on their, their craft. And, And it, And it's not like a, you do have those prodigies. I, I, you know, that the ones that just pick it up and are like a savant, they know everything. And they're like, like eight finger tapping in like a month. And it's it's because they have this thing that just clicks and goes. So, but not everybody's like that. I'm definitely not not like that. And it's not most people. And yeah, just sit down play your fucking guitar and, That's it. and stay away from the bullshit. <laughs> That's good advice. It is. It's great advice. Uh, so I have one more question, but before we get into it, always as below links will be there. Click them support Lisa, Mann. go out, buy a patch, go buy the album, go buy something from her bandcamp page listed below. Uh, just support all your local musicians, all, you know, local musician is a, thing that we're all in the same scene these days. It doesn't matter if you're from Portland, if you're from uh, Pittsburgh. It doesn't matter. We're all in the same scene because the internet has fixed that for so many people. So go out support all these independent musicians. And do you have any shout outs you want to give to anybody before we leave today?
2: Yeah, I want to shout out to Alistair Green. Hell yeah. Guitar player. He He just knocked it out of the park. I knew he would. I always wanted to work with this guy. He's a blues man, but he's got a metal heart and, uh, he plays a mean slide guitar. So what's up, Alistair?
0: Definitely, definitely. So final question here in the Metal Forge for Miss Lisa Mann. What album changed your life?
2: Uh, Iron Maiden Killers. There were several albums. There were several albums that changed my life. The first album that changed my life was deep purple machine head the second album that changed the trajectory in the in the biggest way was iron maiden killers that's when i it just i knew this is what i want to do this is how i want to play this is how i want to approach the bass guitar and then when when bruce joined the band it was like this is how i want to sing definitely you know so that, that, that third album too, you number the beast too, but somebody gave me, it was a friend who gave me, Oh, you just take it home. Take it. I still have it. He never asked for it back, you know?
0: So, and you still it, own it to this day. It
2: changed my life. I still own that same record to this day. Wow. Yeah. That's Meliora that, that changed my life too. That ghost album. Definitely. That's the most recent one. So
0: that's so cool. Uh, Lisa, thank you for coming on to the Metal Forge this week. This has been awesome. Uh, like I said, the Portland scene out there is just so eclectic. There are so many awesome bands yeah. that are a part of it,
4: you yeah. know.
0: And I'm glad that I could have you on the show. I've been following you on Twitter for quite some time. And yeah, just, thank you. And it, it, it's just super cool. And thank you again. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mark. So we're going to play this new
2: cover of the Dio song, Stargazer. Yeah. Right. And I'll uh, yes, and I'll let people know it's not available on Bandcamp. There's a new licensing issue with putting covers on Bandcamp, but it will be available for download at WhiteCrone.com. The link should be right there. Yeah, it'll be listed I'll, below, so you could that's you can right. WhiteCrone.com. I've got a store, and you can buy uh, a download of the song. Uh, the Stargazer song as well as uh, the single The Poisoner from the previous album right there on my website
0: Hell yeah So without any further ado if you're into Dio, which most of my uh, listeners are and most of the guests seem to be I still love a good good song and this is always a good song Here it is Stargazer Hey, thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of the Metal Forge. I want to take a minute to remind you guys about the Patreon page. Over on the Patreon page, we have the tiers set up to support the production of the show. We feature the Down and Dirty, which is just a buck. There's nothing special for that one. It just sends me a thank you because every dollar helps. Then there's the Double Down and Dirty. Much akin to the Down and Dirty tier, everything helps produce the show in the end. You make your presence known, and I appreciate that more than you realize. Thank you for being a dedicated friend and supporter to the Metal Forge. By selecting that tier, you will receive some cool Metal Forge stickers in your mailbox. Now, we're really going to start pounding the Metal Madness with the Apprentice Metalhead for just $5 a month. you'll be able to submit audio questions that I will use on the show of you asking questions to the upcoming guests. Remember, timing is everything and you will need to keep up with the upcoming guest list on the website. You're also going to receive advanced knowledge of any new merch coming out and be given a 25% discount on all Metal Forge merch. And you're also going to get all the other rewards from the other tiers. So, visit patreon.com/slash metalforge radio today and help support the Metal Forge. Rock on.